Welcome to episode 55 of Shane Talks. I still can't get over that intro. I absolutely love it. Michael Winters killed it with that music. Uh, so happy that we've got that intro now. Uh, anyway, this week I'm joined, as always, by Jason L. Mayer. And we're bringing back Jason Richardson tonight. Jason Richardson, the guy who can't hate a movie for anything, gets to talk with us tonight about the movies that everybody else in the community hates. So I really, I'm looking to see how, how Jay Bird, Jason Richardson balances all these movies that everybody hates uh, with, with his positive spin on everything. Uh, the last time Jason Richardson was here, we got into a conversation about water. Uh, specifically, I brought up Liquid Death. Liquid Death is the absolute greatest water ever, and I made sure that before Jaybird got back on this podcast, he had a Liquid Death to drink. So I can't wait to hear your reaction. Go ahead and crack that puppy open. Oh, do you hear that? Oh, get ready for some amazing water. Take some drinks of that water, and uh, Mayor, why don't you tell us what you're drinking? Shipyard Pumpkin Ale, man. My favorite, especially in the fall. Very I got nice. another six pack to make my way through before the end of the fall. Very cool. So, Jason Richardson, how do you feel about liquid death water just in your mouth? It's just exquisite. It <sighs> just tastes like good, clean water. Yeah, it's it's good, clean water. All right. <laughs> uh, next next thing we got to address real quick. Happy birthday, Jason Mayer. What? It's not technically Happy your birthday, birthday right now. But when this episode goes live on Friday, it will be your birthday. Big 41. Come on, Shane. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jason. Jason Mayer. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you, old man. Nobody will ever ask us to sing at their birthday party. Uh, any, any plans for this weekend for your birthday, brother? Uh, my oldest son is actually going camping with his scout troop in a cave down at Marengo Cave. Oh, um, cool. and then uh, and my daughter, uh, my daughter has rehearsal on on tonight, Friday night. Uh, so really, it's just going to be me hanging out with my other two boys and killing some time, and not going to do a whole lot this weekend. Which is totally fine with the holidays and everything ramping up after this. So sure, we uh, by the time this airs, I will have seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. So yep. I'm excited about seeing that with your with my boy Shane. Yep, I will be there tomorrow night. And then Jaybird will be watching this at some point today on February on November nineteenth with other cool people. So <laughs> this is going to be a movie weekend for me. Like I am totally about going to the movies. Probably Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's a lot out, so I'm excited to to just take advantage of all of it. All right, so Friday is Ghostbusters. What's your what's your Saturday Sunday looking like? Saturday and Sunday, I don't know which I'll do which day, but I want to see King Richard and Bruised with Halle Berry. Oh, okay, yeah, I've I've seen very little about that one, but I know what you're talking about. Isn't that already um, on like Netflix or something? It's out in the theater this week. The Netflix next week. Oh, okay. Cool. Speaking I'm go of Glendale, watch it for free. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, did either of you guys watch Red Notice on Netflix? I did. Not yet. I watched it. It was okay. Uh, I liked it because of the actors in it, but um, I didn't. I, I I figured it out 15 minutes into the movie. Not all of it, but 
I figured out a really big chunk of it about 15 minutes into the movie, and it just kind of made the rest of the movie blah for me. Like, it was enjoyable, and I liked watching Gal Gadot a lot, um, but as far as, like, an actual good movie, it was just okay. And if you would have taken those three actors out and put mm-hmm. B actors in, just or just regular actors in, I would mm-hmm. not have enjoyed this movie almost at all. So I agree. It's definitely... Um, one of the guys that I follow on Instagram, he is, uh, he's a drone flyer and he, it's the first, this is the first movie that, uh, uses certain, I forget what the S what the, um, description was that he gave, but, uh, it's the first movie that uses the drone footage in the way that they were doing it. And, uh, I've been following this guy for a couple of years. He's awesome. He's mainly done like, uh, car videos and stuff. And getting super ultra close while people are racing and things. And oh, okay. uh, and so like all of the stuff that's in this movie that is flying footage, a lot of it's his. Nice. And uh, even the stuff that where it's like um, there's a point in time where like Ryan Reynolds like runs into a room and like goes over one table and like under another one. And the drone actually followed him in there. Yeah, it was cool. Um, Camera work. So it's not uh it's not CGI. It's but this guy, uh this guy was bragging about himself because he finally got into a big movie. Yeah, and, awesome. uh, and it looks awesome. And I think it worked really well for the film. So agreed. So yeah, so just temper your expectations, Jaybert. It's nothing amazing, but I did have fun watching it. But I'll agree with Mayor. If it wasn't that cast, it probably wouldn't have been enjoyable, like that enjoyable. Yeah, you know, the, the sad thing about that movie is that I'm going to watch it, but I kind of feel like there's something missing from it. Not even have seen the film. It's kind of like hidden. Whereas if it were just a, 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 it was a theatrical release, like, Oh, that would have been huge. It would have yeah, been probably, you know, it's more well known to me. It's so it kind of feels B movie ish a little bit. You know what I mean? In, in a sense. And it's, it's like, had it gone direct to theaters, I probably would have heard more about it and been a little bit more hyped because I like all three actors in it, you know? And so I kind of feel like it feels very straight to video-ish kind of, and I have not even seen a preview for it. <laughs> well, and to be completely honest with you, Jay Bird, it was in theaters for one week before it came out on Netflix. Just like- well, Right, t- and I know I know and- that, but it- but. It almost doesn't count because it was going to be on streaming the week after anyway. So it's kind of like, kind of, it wasn't really advertised it was going to be in theaters that, you know, when, when, when you, a few months prior leading up to it coming out, I wasn't seeing that trailer on in theaters. No, no, no. They don't play trailers for Netflix movies and trailers or in theaters. Usually, usually they do sometimes, but, um, so this guy I was talking about, his name's Johnny Shayer. Uh, and if you go to Instagram, it's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore F-P-V. And his his stuff is awesome to watch, a lot of fun. So definitely recommend that. On a side note, uh, thanks to a really good friend, uh, Shane and I got to go see Tick, Tick, Boom last week in the That's theater. That's true. Yep. And I love this movie. Um, so this was, uh, it, if anybody doesn't know, it's essentially the, the, it's the, oh my goodness, Shane, what the heck am I looking for here? It's the musical that Jonathan Larson wrote before he wrote rent. And, uh, um, so if you like musicals, 
or just kind of enjoy them, I would highly recommend this movie. If you love Rent or uh, or love musicals, you have to see this movie. And it's coming out on Netflix on Friday. Um, and I've been listening to the soundtrack like crazy because I, I thoroughly enjoy musicals. No big surprise there. So. So that's one, uh, just me chiming in, is one that has taken me a while to warm up to. Uh, I literally just wish they would have called it like the Jonathan Larson documentary or the Jonathan Larson story or something like that. Because when I heard that they were doing Tick, Tick, Boom and that Lin-Manuel Miranda was doing it, I thought that they were actually doing his one man show that became a three person show that they were just expanding tick tick boom into a movie. And that's not what this movie is. Like this movie is not the actual tick tick boom like that he wrote. It's it takes some of the songs, but it's not the same plot. Um, and it, it uses other stuff from, from Jonathan Larson's category where it's really just more of a documentary about Jonathan Larson's life, which is awesome. And I love it. And, and I've warmed up to it. It, it's it's a biopic and everybody knows how I feel about those. There's very few that I like. Um, but when we first watched the movie, like it's a very enjoyable film. I enjoyed watching it, but when it was over, I was like, you know, that's not really the story that's told in tick, tick, boom. Like it's, it's a lot more about the, the, the main two characters break up and then his, uh, his roommate friend having AIDS, like those are really the two stories that go on in tick, tick, boom, uh, leading up to his birthday party in the, in the third act, um, which they sort of follow, but they, they make it more about Jonathan Larson's life than, than his actual show was about. So I've warmed up to it. I, I haven't been listening to the soundtrack. Um, I should listen to it some more because there are some really good songs in it and visually like it's great. And Jonathan or uh, Andrew Garfield looks like Jonathan Larson, which really helped. The, the character for me um but yeah like it's definitely worth watching i would recommend it to anybody as as long as they care about musical theater or anything um but just that was my only disappointment in it is i was really excited about actually seeing tick tick boom because you know i've i've read the the story of what tick tick boom tells and what all the songs are and all that stuff and just i didn't exactly get what i wanted but as i as i've warmed up to it i, I can definitely admit that it's something definitely worth watching Last thing um, I'll say about it yeah. is it's literally a who's who of oh, the cameos past Broadway stars. Like every like if you're alive uh and somebody kinda big, even like you're you're in this. Uh writers, actors, directors, everybody. So it's it's really quite it was really quite entertaining if you're a fan of musicals at all. So well, and I don't remember which one of us said it when we were done, but we literally called it the rent prequel. Cause there's a lot of stuff that's peppered into this movie. That's just like, Oh, so maybe that's why it showed up in rent. Like he calls his roommate Pookie the first time that he, that he in the, in the movie when he shows up and there's like, there's other little like hints and nods towards rent where I was just like, I'm really watching you like trying to explain to me that this is, you know, the prequel to rent. So still very much worth watching. And yeah, what's up. I was going to say, but Instead of harping on the subject matter that Jaybird always thinks brings down the show and slows us to a halt, we're going to move on from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this week to uh, the most hated movies. And I want to preface this by saying we have been doing a very good job of trying to get these episodes down to an hour. But this week, if we go over an hour, that is not our fault because you guys gave us a lot of movies to talk about. 
that you guys hate. Quick, we I are going to go through. Quick. I was watching people's posts when they were posting their answers. I'm like, really, really? Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. Time out on this. Time out. Yep. All three of us have been in this movie. There is no excuse for Mark Stratton to have ever put that consternate should be in the worst movie of all time and our most hated movie. Sorry, most hated movie. Mark Stratton, you're wrong. You haven't <laughs> seen it. Watch it on YouTube. Ask me to borrow the video copy. Either way, watch it, enjoy it, have some fun. Listen to Jaybird say, guess who's in the mother? house there's no way anybody can actually hate consternate they can be jealous of it they can be like oh man i can't believe they did this when they were 20 years old with a video camera and a macintosh and and, you know it costs like 700 dollars total to make that movie like if you can't respect what we did there's no reason to hate it um maybe if they had dolby dolby stereo would have have worked better Uh, so let us get started because Jason Richardson, you are our guest. Your answer was any Resident Evil movie. And, uh, my only comment about your stuff is like, they all kind of just blend together to me. So like, I won't defend them, but like, and zombies aren't really my thing, but I don't know how you would hate them. They were all like cheesy fun. I love the first one because it was the first comic book or first video game movie that came out that was actually good in my opinion, or even like kind of good. So that was just the first one. Everything after that, you're absolutely right. It feels like the Fast and Furious franchise where everything's just (laughs) melted together and I have no clue what happened. So So why do you hate them? The problem with those movies is, and people are going to scold me for this. I'm not, I don't hate her. I'm just not a big Mila Jovovich Like, oh my God, I'm gravitating towards her. I don't hate her. She's done nothing to make me hate her, but nothing draws me to her. Um, uh, And I just kind of like you, I haven't even seen all of them. I didn't need to see all of them because it's all the same thing. And people could go about that with like the Halloween movies and what the stuff that I like and whatnot such, but Resident Evil, it's just like, there's just, all this action and all this like and it's so close up and you like you don't know what's going on and it's just kind of like all a blur to me and it's just kind of like who green lights this shit like do do all the movies really do that well for them to green light another and maybe it's video sales where they make their money and they're like let's green light another one and it's just kind of like I, mean, I can't even think of one Resident Evil movie that's grossed $100 million domestically. No, I don't pay enough attention to know that answer. I would rather suffer through Mortal Kombat, which that's another one I probably would have added that is just like... Are you talking about the 95 Mortal Kombat, the 97 Mortal Kombat, or last year's Mortal Kombat? I can't. I don't any, know which one you're talking about. It just seems like any, any video game movie, period, is just like... Oh, don't just, get me wrong. We're gonna we're gonna get to one later down this list. So they just uh, don't. They just don't. It it just doesn't work, in my opinion. You know, Silent Hill. Did they do a Silent Hill movie they did. back yes. in the day? Yep. And it was. A- <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, honestly, the best video game movie I've ever seen. What is it? Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Yeah, I'll agree with that. That movie was that fun. Movie is, that movie was solid enough. My kids love watching it. I don't mind it being on TV. It's entertaining enough. Yeah. It's definitely the best video game movie I've ever watched. Who did they announce as doing Knuckles in the second one? I have no idea. Oh, I, I'm excited for it. It's a voice that I'm that I'm excited for. I'll look um, it up for you. You can do I, it. We will move on to the next one. And again, with, with tonight's discussion, we're not really trying to convince anybody that any of their answers are wrong. I'm just curious what you guys think about other people's answers, because the next one is my buddy, Will. Uh, Will's answer was 2012, the John Cusack Into the World movie. Um, and that's one I responded with, like, what? Like, really? Like, Well, I, and I, I won't say that I hate it, but I've only ever watched it once because I didn't like it. So it's not anything I'm ever interested in watching again. I kind of agree with that. I remember seeing it in theaters and, and it was like, okay, it's all right. And I think maybe kind of, it's been on in the background, like on, you know, when it's been on cable or something like that, but it's definitely one that I do not have from, Ooh, you know, the $5, $5 bin? Uh, Blu-ray Ooh. bin at Walmart. No, I've, I've never purchased that movie and don't, don't plan on it. And if I did see it in the $5 Blu-ray bin, I probably still wouldn't, I probably wouldn't, but I don't know. Who knows? Ooh, that says Maybe a lot. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, I didn't hate the movie, but I don't gravitate towards it. I would watch it 10 times before I'd watch Resident Evil. <laughs> Mayor, what was your face? Well, first of all, it's Idris Elba who's yes. playing Knuckles. Ah, uh, yeah, that's wow. going to be fun. So I found that out for you. Second of all, this movie is so bad. And I love me some John Cusack. Like sure. I have no problem. Like he, he literally must have said, "Just give me, give me the money. Show me the money." Because <laughs> this movie is horrid. This is this and Day After Tomorrow. You can throw them out the window as far as oh, I'm no, 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 oh, no, no, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yes. I agree. Hold on, let me. I let you talk. Hold on. So <laughs> my issue with most of these end of the world, something bad's happening. Is it the same director? Whatever the case may be. Um, Independence Day. Is it the same Day director? Is the, huh? Roland Emmerich? Yeah. Is it Roland Emmerich that did both? Did of them? he do 2012 too? I can't remember. I know he did. I, I can look it up. But so, anyways, my problem with this movie is that it was it was constantly the exact same thing. It was like John Cusack driving in a car away from like the thing gonna blow up. John Cusack's in a plane right before everything's getting swallowed into the earth. Like it's just it was horrid, man. Like. I do not want to watch this movie. It's crap. It needs to go. It should have gone away. Yes, you are absolutely right. Roland Emmerich did both of them. them. Which is funny because San Andreas, you know what? Liked it. And it was um, the interesting thing for San Andreas and Greenland. Both of those movies. I actually, because you, I cared more about the people and it being a person story. And then like the bad crap was happening behind it kind of. That it was more entertaining than either Greenland. One Greenland was re- Greenland was really, really, really good. Yeah. And then Roland Emmerich's got um, um, one. I think it's coming out on Netflix. The Moon thing with Halle Berry and Patrick. That's going uh, to theaters. That's going to theaters. What's his name, Patrick? Uh, hold on. From the Conjuring it. movies. Moonfall. Yeah, Patrick. Moonfall. What's his uh, name? Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Yes. Thank you. In Moonfall, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. Mm. 
so while you were talking about those two movies at the beginning of all of this, I was seriously thinking, oh, wow, I wonder how Greenland is in comparison to these because I still haven't watched Greenland. And then I was like, wait a minute, aren't they doing a sequel to Greenland? And I looked it up and they are. Uh, so does Greenland end in a way where the Earth doesn't end and there actually deserves a sequel? I didn't think I didn't think there was going to be a sequel after that. You don't mm, yeah. need a sequel by any stretch of the okay. imagination. Like I don't, I, I, it's kind of like I didn't need a sequel to John Wick or The Matrix. But hey, but I, I got think him. I yeah. think with I think with Greenland, Greenland wasn't like some big box office success, but I think it it kind of grew an audience out of just word of mouth once it kind of hit, hit video and, okay. and cable. Like I remember Jason like raving about this movie on one of these podcasts like yep like it's really good i'm like okay you know and i'm like didn't that same guy do geostorm you know (laughs) um i'm like okay and so i went to the red box and rented it and which red box seems so archaic now but i go every once in a while uh all right uh my next buddy steve brown he uh, he listed off four movies, uh, so I'm just going to list them all, and you guys can comment on any of the four that you want to. Uh, first one was Green Lantern. The second one was the Scientology movie Battlefield Earth. The third one was Mariah Carey's amazing film Glitter. Uh, I'm actually annoyed that it's on this list. And then X-Men Origins, I didn't hate. I'm, I'm not sure why X-Men Origins is on here. Um, Battlefield Earth, 100% hated it. Uh, and Green Lantern, I can't hate Ryan Reynolds, so... Out of out of okay. Steve's four, Battlefield Earth is the only one that I can say I actually would probably consider that I hated that movie. Either any of you guys have any thoughts on those four? Never seen Glitter, X-Men Origins, Wolverine was at the bottom of the X-Men list for me. Oh, wait it's a minute. Not oh. The worst. Which which X-Men is it? That's okay. I apologize. Origins, Wolverine. And I was so, thinking um, of first class. That's my fault. Oh, gotcha. I will get okay. yeah, yeah, I that's my fault completely. Yes. Wolverine Green, terrible. Yeah. Green Lantern's not good, but I've seen worse comic book movies. Holly Berry's Catwoman comes to mind easily. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um or Battlefield Earth. I never like I said, I never saw glitter. Battlefield Earth on this list deserves every re- every every accolade it ever got to be one of the worst movies of all time. Oh yeah. But see, like see, I'll have to say like Battlefield Earth, like I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I don't even remember the movie. I, I, cause I couldn't, I, I mean, I remember watching it, but like, I just don't remember a lot of the movie, but it's just bad. And it's not even like I would want to rewatch it. We were watching the movie where it's kind of like, that is complete trash. Like, did you see it at Eastgate with us or not? No, I saw it at Greenwood. Okay. Greenwood open kind of. We 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 screened that at Eastgate because it was a uh, trade screening, and oh my god, I want to vomit. Just and you know, you you, you kind of think like, okay, John Travolta, you know, all right, he's kind of back and blah blah blah. And then you're like, oh, what the? Oh, it's awful. So it that for me would be com- complete trash. That's bad trash. Where like I don't want any part of it because it's not even fun. Mm-hmm. however the the x-men i'm 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 fine with it it's not my favorite of the x-men stories and such but it's it's hugh jackman i can watch anything with him this guy literally named two different ryan reynolds movies he did. One, yes yep. <laughs> but here's the thing i'm gonna back up 
I'm going to back up glitter. I like glitter because I like Mariah Carey. Glitter, glitter is is bad, but it's it's a fun bad though. So, so it's like Crossroads I, by Britney I would watch Spears. Glitter. I would watch Glitter over and over, uh, not repeatedly, but like throughout time. I would watch it enough because I know I'm going to laugh, and it's just it's Mariah Carey in her acting debut or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And so it's just one of those fun bad movies that I would watch every once in a while. What was the, the other movie? The interesting thing about that movie is the fa- well, not about that movie, but about Mariah Carey is the fact that like then she blew everybody's socks off when she was in Precious, like with her acting ability, mm. like her actually acting in a movie, sure, right, uh, and not just playing a character. Caricature. I always mess up that word. A caricature of herself. Oh, so, yeah. Um, it was Green Lantern, Battlefield Earth, Glitter, X Men, Wolverine. Okay, I've covered them all then. So, but yeah. if I were to, if I were to take, if I, if I were like on an island by myself for the rest of my life, and I can only have one of those movies, I would totally take glitter. I'll give you that for sure. Uh, the one thing I do want to jump back and say real quick, uh, my buddy Will on his uh, mentioning of 2012, he had the comment that it's the only movie he's ever walked out of at the movie theater. Um, that by that, me. by that logic, uh, the movie that I would have to say is probably one of the movies I hate the most which is the only movie I've ever walked out of in the theater was in 1999. And it was the Steve Martin Goldie Hawn remake of the out of towners. Um, Oh, I watched that with Jason's brother, Dave, him and I both walked out of the movie halfway through it. Uh, I literally could not fucking stand that movie. And to this day, it's the only movie I've ever started in a theater and walked out of. I'm pretty sure Uh, I was there with you that evening. Were you the, I don't remember you being there, but maybe my friend, Chris and I, I, I probably have had maybe two or three in my lifetime, but the one I can remember walking out of was Jean-Claude Van Damme's knockoff. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Literally cinema one, Clearwater. We walked, walked out of it. Like it was just, I'm like, I can't do this. I just, I can't do this. And there was nothing else to go see. It was we were scraping to go see something, and it was just like, oh, anyways, go ahead. Mayor, walked what have you knock- walked out of? Walked out of knockoff. Wow, walked, two of you. I, I walked out of knockoff during a promotional screening in Theater 7 at Clearwater, and I immediately just walked right into Theater 10 to watch Blade again. Nice. Uh, that evening. So um, That's I'm one pretty- I'd like to watch again. So, um, and I'm trying to think anything. I tried to walk out of Terminator three, but my brother David didn't want to, <laughs> and I have rode with him. So mm. I wanted to leave so bad. There's, there are worse you can walk out of. Oh no, like no, no, that's literally one of the worst. Like, oh, so bad. All right, so let us move on. Uh, when I put up this post. There was one person that I knew was going to answer this question, and I knew what his answer was going to be before he even put it up. After he put it up, our mutual friend of all of ours, Ryan Foster, agreed with him when my buddy Garrett Miller said that the 2016 Ghostbusters movie was the worst film he has ever seen in his life. I have hung out with him numerous times, and he is adamantly has vile hate for this film. Your I was comment, your comment yep. back to him off of what he posted. 
uh-huh. is exactly the same way I feel about this film. And, and the 3D of this, the 3D version of this movie yep. is far superior to most 3D movies I've seen in uh, since uh, Avatar. So I, I didn't, awesome. I didn't hate Ghostbusters in 2016. I had really low expectations. I thought it was going to be terrible. I was mildly uh, surprised with how much I actually kind of enjoyed it. Although I absolutely hate Chris Hemsworth in this movie, his attempt at trying to do comedy is fucking miserable i can't i can't even stand his character in that movie for how stupid he is and just i just I, I can't do it i absolutely hate chris hemsworth in this movie but aside from that like i didn't hate the plot i the other thing i did hate about the movie which luckily looks like they're gonna fix tomorrow somehow uh, i hated them bringing in the original cast in in cameo roles that weren't their characters like uh, Winston Zedmore. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson shows up and plays um, Leslie. Bibbs. No. Uh, Jones. Jones. Leslie, oh, Jones. Leslie jo- he plays Leslie Jones's uncle in, in, in the movie. Like, why couldn't that have just been Winston as her uncle? Like, it wouldn't have changed anything. Like, why did he have to be somebody? Like, I didn't like how they had them in the movie. And I absolutely hate Chris Hemsworth. All right, that's that's my hatred on my my lack of hatred, but hatred on it. Richardson, why is why? How do you feel? I liked uh, the Ghostbusters. Um, I actually bought it. Um, I remember going to see that with Jenny and Chris. We went to Flicks Brewhouse and saw that, and we were like crying in laughter on several parts. Like there were a lot of funny parts in in that movie. And, you know, what's really weird is, like, the movie got such a pounding of negativity that I just haven't even felt the energy to put it back in. But, like, I like the movie, but I just kind of feel like everyone's negativity is preventing me from watching the movie again, which I own. You know what I mean? So I need to put that in and and watch it again because I actually enjoyed it, you know, and it's they were all hating on the girls, you know. Yeah, it's my third favorite Ghostbusters movie, and I assume it's going to be my fourth favorite Ghostbusters movie after tomorrow. But again, like it doesn't mean that I hate it. Uh, it, it I'm, I'm very interested after t- tomorrow to figure out if Afterlife is second or third. Like I know Ghostbusters Two isn't good. Like I just happen to be like the right age for Ghostbusters Two to enjoy it. Hooking up a Nintendo to the Statue of Liberty, like. That kind of stuff, you know, hit me when I was 11 or whatever. Like, I loved that part of the movie. So I'm curious to see how tomorrow night, like, if it's going to, there's no way it will be better than the first one. So I just don't know if it's going to be second or third for me. So I'll say, like, I'm a big fan of, is it uh, Paul Feig? Paul Feig? Paul Feig, yeah. The director. Yep. Um, uh, And so, I mean, you know, for me, I enjoyed the woman Ghostbusters. As far as with this new one, the thing that I'm a little leery of is is that how they're going to use the characters from 1984 and 89 or whatever. Sure. Like, are they going to be in it for 30 seconds? Because you ain't seen shit. No. On on, on the trailers or anything. You should. Uh, I will. I will also say about this movie. I, I am awkwardly attracted to Kate McKinnon in 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 the world. So like her being in this movie helped me enjoy it more. 
So your next up is Steve yep. Wilhammer. Mm-hmm. And I think he is so wrong on this. I like, and I, I mean, even when this movie came out, I enjoyed it when I saw it, when it came out, I thought it was the right sense of humor for like the tone of the film. It worked for me and I could still watch it to this day. I am who I am. The movie was awful. Danny Aiello did better acting in Madonna's Papa Don't Preach video. It was terrible dialogue. It bombed. And Bruce Willis should be ashamed of himself. We so are first of all, go ahead. Yep. The Hudson Hawk. So first of all, a movie bombing in a theater doesn't mean shit. Mallrats yep. bombed in a movie theater, and it's still like one of my favorite films ever. Like, a movie bombing in the movie theater just means it probably well, didn't Mall, find its Mall audience. Mallrats was on a low budget, so I didn't look at that as a bomb. But when you got like a movie that's a $100 million production, and it does like $20 million, that's a disaster. Bomb. It is. But I will be well, honest, I never, I never saw the movie in the theaters. That was a, that was a rent that movie at Marsh for me. Uh, and it kind of, I wouldn't say it was like my go-to movie to rent, but if, if I was having trouble finding something and like nothing else was, was popping out to me, like I probably rented Hudson Hawk five or six times throughout my high school career on a Friday night to, to watch over the weekend. Like I, I, I was a big Bruce Willis. I mean, I am a big Bruce Willis fan. Uh, I was when I was in high school and it just, I enjoyed him doing comedy. Um, you know, well, it's, it's Hawk has turned into a, a cult film now. hundred percent. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I never saw it in the theater. I, I learned it on, on home video, but you know, in my late teens. So yeah, I, I can't agree with Steve. I love Steve Wilhammer to death. He's one of my, he's one of my good friends, but I just, I can't see eye to eye with him on this. And I'm pretty sure my friend Eric also commented on here agreeing with him. And I just, I'm, I'm sad that whatever made them hate this movie so much caused it, but yeah, I, I, I like it. If I remember correctly, Hudson Hawk came out. It was supposed to be like the, 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 a summer movie in May, like Memorial Weekend. And I think at the time I was working at Eastgate and we didn't get it. And we were like, oh, damn, we didn't get it. I can't believe we didn't get the movie. Then it bombed the first week. And we were like, oh, thank God we didn't get that. You know, because like, <laughs> we didn't get all the movies. We had to split them. Eastgate had to split with Lowe's Cherry Tree. So, um, that we ended up getting something else instead of that one. And so we were kind of relieved that like, Oh, it bombed. So I'm glad we didn't get that, but I don't know if you have the release date on that, but I think it, it was Memorial weekend. Yeah. May, not sure. May something. I'm curious as when that opened and what year that was. was I'm guessing 86 like or 87. Was it really that 19? What? 91. My fault. 91. 91. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So good. Um, I pulling it up now. We're looking at May twenty fourth, ninety one. There you go. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on from Hudson Hawk because we can't badmouth such a good movie. It's so much fun. Uh, Mark Stratton gave us four. I'm gonna list them all for you. You can talk about any of them. And I'll Everybody's naming four or five movies, and I just did Resident Evil. I was like, I would. I mean, you listed well, you, you listed five, seven. <laughs> I was gonna say there's seven <laughs> Resident Evil movies. So you listed more than anybody. Uh, if, if we have time at the end, I'll let you throw out some more that you hate. Uh, Mark Stratton said The Freshman, which, whatever, I don't love or hate that movie. A Million, Ways to, Die, Million Ways to Die in the West, I've never seen. Uh, Seth um, uh, McFarland, McFarland is kind of just blah for me. 
Uh, Hail Caesar, I never saw. Uh, but I love Trouble. Uh, Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte from the 90s. I absolutely love. I think it's fun. Um, I know my mom and I watched it a lot together. So maybe I've just got like a soft spot, you know, for my mom watching that movie with me. But like, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I love Troubles a lot of fun. Mayor, what do you have to say about any of those? I never saw Hail Caesar. I never saw A Million Ways to Die in the West. I have seen The Freshman and I have seen I Love Trouble. What I can tell you is that for me, they're not memorable films. No, no hate towards them. Just no love towards them either. Um, yeah, I don't remember much of either one of those movies besides who was in them. Gotcha. Uh, so I got nothing for these. Yeah, I think it's maybe because I love The Godfather too much that I just I, I couldn't get into The Freshman. Like, I didn't like the spoofing of The Godfather stuff. Um, but yeah. All right. Mr. Mike Owens, uh, Big Mike, as we call him. Uh, hello. Uh, oh, yeah. So, well, you you chimed in when I was reading them off. So go. What do you, what do you got to say about them? I, have, I didn't see. The only one I saw of all those was I Love Trouble. And I just remember that coming out in the summer. I saw the Clearwater. I thought it was an odd combination of Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte. Sure. But I like the film. And I've been trying to find a copy somewhere to watch it because I, I don't. I don't own it, but I would love to go back and rewatch, rewatch that movie and just kind of see would I still like it today? Cause I did enjoy it back then, but it was one of those movies where when you're watching it, you, you knew it wasn't going to be the big success that they had hoped it would be. And you can do that when you're in the midst of watching a movie, you can kind of tell if it's going to take off or not. And I, it, and I just, but I knew I liked it though, but it All wasn't right, so going to take off. Here you go, Jaybird. If you have Hoopla, which is the library app, you can rent it for free on Hoopla, uh, or you can rent it. Uh, or you can rent or buy it on Apple TV for four bucks or thirteen dollars. Okay, you said I'll look up the Hoopla app then. Yeah, as long as, long as you have a library card, uh, when you download the Hoopla app, you just have to put in your library card number, uh, and then it gives you access to the website. Awesome! I'll do that. So, yeah, you'll be able to, to download and watch it for free on the Hoopla app. Thank All right. You. So, Big Mike's uh, four movies are uh, Darkness, which I think was like 2002-ish. Uh, the Happening, which was the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, Dragon Ball Evolution, which I never saw. And Carmen, a hip hop hopera Hip hopera I, I have no idea what that movie. movie It was? Yeah. Who is the Carmen in this? It, was it? Beyonce. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't know anything about that movie. Uh, Darkness was very blah. I I don't remember liking or hating it, so I, it, I know I saw it once in the theater. Uh, and The Happening, I'll agree, is, is one of uh, Shyamalan's worst films next to Lady in Water. Oh. I just saw The Happening um, again. It was on HBO, and I was flipping through the channels. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this. Uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm try to get through this. I didn't get to the end because I has to, to be somewhere. But you know, I was watching it, and I remember going opening night to see this. And I was in a packed small house at the Keystone Theater landmark, where the seats are too damn small, <laughs> and my fat ass is trying to sit in those damn things, and it's so uncomfortable. And I just remember watching this movie, going what is this like what were they thinking like this is boring 
Uh, yeah, I agree. I absolutely have hated it. Um, yeah, I have no interest in ever watching it again. It was terrible. Mayor, what's that face all about? <laughs> you, you know, I consider myself quite the the cinephile, especially mm-hmm. when I was working in movie theaters. But the fact that I had no idea what darkness was, and they even starred in a Paquin, yep. makes me go, "How the like? I it had to have been horrible because it probably yeah. came out, and everybody told me it was bad, it and I went wrong." I think that don't mean much. You know, yeah, I got I was... fired. I didn't get fired. I got uh, pushed out the door after six months. So. Yeah, I uh, I was at the 16 at the time, and I remember previewing it. And I was, you know, I like horror films. I like Anna Paquin, and I was severely disappointed in it. But again, like I don't remember much from it. I only ever watched it the one time, so maybe I should watch it again. Uh, but yeah, darkness is is bad. How do you feel about the happening? Never, you never watch it. Any of these movies, dude? Bro, not it's got Marky Mark in it. How do you not watch it? I, because You're everybody talks about how bad it was <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like if like if you know there's certain movies where people can be like this movie sucks and i've been like all right i'm 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 still gonna go see it because it's it's you know interesting but this was also like m night's like crappy portion of his oh, career yeah. yep. so he had gotten me with a couple and then this came out and everybody was like this is really bad and i went okay never mind i'm not wasting my time so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Carmen, a hip hop opera. It's better than the Lady in the Water. I was bored in that too. I Mackay hate Lady in the Water. Pfeiffer too. was in that. Oh, okay. And it was an MTV movie with so. Beyonce. Did you say Sean Spicer? <laughs> no, I said Mackay <laughs> Pfeiffer. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Let us move on to Nick Hall's comment. Um, and I won't say that I hate this movie. But I will 100% say that this is probably the most overrated film in the history of cinema. And that's Scarface. Uh, Nicole's comment was, it's about a guy who becomes a worse and worse person. And his only redeeming quality is that he wants to fuck his sister, who was played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Never seen it. Oh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is not his sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That is. Mary, and she's Elizabeth actually his wife. Bostrantonio. Is his sister. You're right. Yeah, but I, I had the characters flipped. You're right. Uh, yeah, so Scarface is blah. Uh, I'm not surprised that you haven't seen it, but I mean, it's one of those movies that everybody fucking loves and everybody talks about, and I'm just not one of those people. So, Jaybird, give us give us your opinion on Scarface. Well, my old ass did see Scarface back in the theater. In the day. That would have been had to have been like eighty two, three, four, eighty three, somewhere in there. What was that? I said, I'll look it up. I'd say like Um, 82. And I just remember, oh my God, this is such a long movie. Um, Three. I don't hate Scarface by any means, but it's just not one that like, you know, I gravitate to like a lot of other people do. I think it was a well-made movie. It's well-respected. It's got a cult following to it. But it's it's I don't hate it, but it's not like oh let me throw that in and watch it, you know. No, I yeah, mean it really kind of kind of helped put Michelle Pfeiffer on the map, you know. So it did. Uh, all right, my buddy oh, Brian. Oh 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 oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh 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 oh. And it's that haircut that inspired Drew Barrymore's wig and scream. Really? 
Yeah, Drew Barrymore okay. said that on her show the other day. Nice. Michelle Pfeiffer, she had Michelle Pfeiffer on. And she's like, the Scarface haircut of Michelle Pfeiffer was the inspiration. And Drew Barrymore said, I want Michelle Pfeiffer. I want that wig for for her, uh, whatever the character's name was. Casey Becker. Casey and Scream. Yep. Nice. That is awesome. That is something YouTube, I did not yeah, know. YouTube, it's a because it's a very sweet moment between Drew Barrymore and Michelle Pfeiffer. Because Michelle Pfeiffer is kind of taken back and she seemed scream, and so she didn't know that's that. That's awesome. But. That's really cool. Uh, next up, my buddy Brian Lerman threw out uh, Gili, which I feel like is just a movie everybody's got to throw out because it's really not that bad. It's also no. not good, but uh, it's not. In fact, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that movie again because I actually liked it and I own it too. Uh, I, I I do not own it, uh, but but I didn't hate it. Uh, like most people did. I know I've said it on this podcast before. The uh, if Ben Ben Affleck must have just read that first couple of pages of dialogue where he gets to go on his little rant and his little monologue at the very beginning of that movie. It's a very mon- it's a very Kevin Smith monologue in my opinion. I really enjoy that monologue. Uh, the, it does not set up the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie is kind of middle of the road and just kind of blah. Yeah. Um, but everybody hated on Benifer at the time, man. Yep. Like, so because of that hatred, just kind of like Ghostbusters with the all yep. girl cast, when you hate it, when you hate something before you even go see it, you're going to hate it when you walk in. So yep. that is true. But I do not hate Geely. Geely, there's definitely a lot worse movies on this list even oh, yeah. than, uh, than Geely, in my opinion. Well, I think that the title didn't help either. <laughs> oh, no. No. Nobody's going to call it, though. <laughs> the two Geelys? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, like, Geely, some people probably would have a hard time pronouncing it. Sure. You know, like. Giggly. Mm. So, anyways, yeah, I remember. I remember the theater I was working at at that time. We did not get very many people in for that movie. Like, oh no, shockingly yeah, we low numbers of people dead for it at Clearwater. Yeah, like, but that's two got to y'all's four boy in it, and I know you can't hate on that movie because y'all like it's- anything that Ben Affleck is in. Ben Affleck could like piss on a damn sunflower, and y'all be like, "Oh, it's so good." He's the you like you Ben Affleck? <laughs> yeah, Ben Affleck's. On- Good. No, I, oh, I, I like I like Ben Affleck, but I know you guys like you. That is kind of your you grew up with go to guy. That's your gravitated actor that you guys just fall head over heels for. Like, well, and, yeah, I won't. I I can't argue that point at all because of the yeah. simple fact that like I think he's a great actor, and yeah. not only that, I think he's proven that he can be a great director too. Oh, has, oh, there's no can be. He so, is a good director. And 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 it just to me personally, like him and Leo are probably the two best in that age range for me. And then you right. also got like and then you got like Tom Hanks, man. Like those are my those are my them think, and, Tom I Hanks and Gary too, Oldman. But so. Ben Affleck is like from your hometown too. So you kind of <laughs> have a Massachusetts kind of mentality connection with him that is probably appealing. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't have that. I don't have that love for like Matt Damon, though. And I mean, he's a, he's a he's a hometown Boston boy too. Like, I think he's good. I think he can act. His I think he's an awesome actor. But like, there like 
I, I think it's also like the Ben Affleck can be so I love it when he does slapstick comedy, man. Like when he is just being silly and stupid, goofy, it is it's awesome to watch. He reminds me of like the he's like the the male version of like Anna Kendrick or Kate Hudson for me. Cause like, like what? Of, what has he done that's been funny? Like oh, just it, like when he when um what um surviving Christmas, it's not a good movie. By any stretch, not it's a, a great movie. movie. So but much he, fun. But he he slapstick in that. He was slapstick. Uh, like like I just love his like silliness in like Goodwill Hunting. Even when he's like in Goodwill the, Hunting too. <laughs> well, no, when he's in the boardroom and he's doing the interview for Will. Yeah, and he's just, and he's like retainer. <laughs> and he's just, and, uh, dude, it, I just think he's a. I think he's a solid actor all the way around. He doesn't always like. There's plenty of movies just like everybody else where he he phones it in. But well, I and when I, when we when we did our Ben Affleck episode, there was a movie of his that I'd never seen called Man About Town. Uh, our friend Jay Hampton had suggested it. I watched it specifically to talk about it on that episode, and he. It's a very funny role for him in that movie. It's it's a it's a different character that I've ever seen him play. I still need to watch the basketball movie. Uh, school ties. No, oh no! no, no. Oh, uh, the way back. Yeah, yeah, the way back. So he needs. I got he, lost for a second. I, I apologize. I'd like to see him do more comedy or something a little bit more silly and slapstick because I think he, he he does it really well. And when he's on Saturday Night Live, I lose it, man. Oh like, yeah, he yeah. was great on that. Yeah. Uh, the next movie my buddy Eric Hallett uh, suggested is one that came out of left field for me because uh, I actually really enjoy this movie. Like I, left I don't field think it's great. Too, huh? <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, he threw up the fan, uh, which was Bobby De Niro and uh, Wesley Snipes. And oh no, that's a guilty pleasure one. Yeah, like I think it's I think it's decent. Like I, you know, it it's like Bobby De Niro playing like a. a tamer version of uh, whatever his character from Cape Fear was. I can't remember that character's name, but it was yeah. very much still the very like maniacal and like plotting like type character and not as good. Uh, but, you know, Wesley, Wesley in the 90s did so many of those like great movies in a row, like the the, you know, Demolition Man and then this and, you know, leading drop up to like our, the drop zone. Yeah. Passenger 57. Passenger 57. Yeah. Oh, Murder like, at 1600. Murder at 1600. Uh, Rising Sun with Sean Connery. Like that movie's badass, dude. dude. Yeah. Like he did. He did a great run of these like action movies that he did. And I just kind of felt like the fan was one of them. The fan was like the dark version of Major League. Right. Right. But the fan was such a um, there was so much. A little piece of truth in that movie sure. of, of of how fans are and how they think they own and control, like, you know, these actors or sports players and, yep. and whatnot and such. I watch people obsess over, uh, you know, celebrities and such. And it's kind of like, at the end of the day, it's just a person, man. And, like, I loved the, the 90s, uh, every 90s action movie, like, it happens in True Lies. In the third act, the child has to be in danger in some way. Yeah. Like you, you've got this whole movie about adults, and then for whatever reason, they have to introduce one of the characters' children in the third act. I mean, I guess Elijah Dushku was was introduced before the third act, but like she gets in peril in the third act. Like there was a big thing in the '90s with all these action movies was throwing the kids in at the end. That's another um, one. I'm gonna write that down. The fan. I'm the fan. Yeah. Um, the, Sergio. Another, Sergio is out of his fucking mind. 
now don't get me wrong. This is not anywhere close to Tim Burton's producing best movie ever, but I definitely can't say that this is a hated movie by any stretch of the imagination. But his and, answer was perfect. Though. It was hilarious. Uh, so was, we're talking was, about the nightmare before Christmas. And when somebody challenged him on this, his response was, uh, pick a holiday. Exactly. But I mean, like, I think that's why it works. Like, it's kind of fun. I don't know. I don't think to, I remember when this movie came out, I worked in the theater and it was a stiff. Um, it became a cult hit over time. Um, and I, I just, it was, to me, it was kind of confusing. It'd be one as an adult, not that I wasn't an adult then, but I was a younger adult. Uh, but being an older adult now, I'd be interested in going back and watching it to see if I could just get through it to see if I go, got the, oh, okay, I get it now moment. But man, that that's one, that's a movie kind of like where, it's not my thing, but I respect it enough because it is so respected. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm a fan so of quite a few musical numbers in the movie. I think the musical numbers are really well done. Oh, it had musical in it? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Danny, Elfman, Danny Elfman wrote a bunch of songs for it. No, never mind. I, do. <laughs> I, can't. I, I, I think I, you should I watch probably, it again. I probably, I probably won't watch it, but I have a huge respect for that movie because it is so respected by people that it, but it's just not my thing. Though. Uh, you should just go write it down on your list of movies you need to watch again because the musical numbers aren't going to ruin the movie for you. They're fun. Like, if you've ever watched a Disney movie, which I know you fucking have, like, they have musical sequences in them also. I do. I like Mary Poppins. It's a musical thing, but like, you know, it's Mary Poppins and Peach Dragon and yeah, but well, like Elliot. Yeah, there's room for everyone in this world. So if write down on your little list Nightmare Before Christmas and give it another okay, go. Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. So this, I tried to get Ryan Smith on this episode with us. He unfortunately was working tonight, so he couldn't join us. Uh, I really wanted to hear this fight go down. Oh, uh, I, was, no. <laughs> I was. I was. I was going to lead off with this. Uh, we were going to move this to the top of the conversational piece so that we could get it out of the way. Uh, but our, our friend, Ryan Smith, who has been on multiple, uh, well, has been on two other episodes with Jason Richardson. Uh, they just recently found out that they were friends in real life. Also, other than just being on this podcast, uh, Ryan Smith said Halloween three is his most hated film. And I didn't even, I didn't even copy down your, your argument. Uh, his, his, his start was, uh, such an outlier in the series. Also, that damn commercial jingle, um, which he's not wrong. It is an outlier. It is. It, it's probably the least good of all the Halloween movies. But like, I would never say I hated it. So, Jason Richardson, talk to Ryan Smith about how wrong he is. You know, at the time when that movie came out, and I saw it in the theaters. Uh, it would have been 1984, five, somewhere in there. Um, it was a disappointment because I'm like, where's Michael Myers? There's no Michael yep. Myers. What's going on in here? There, wh why are they selling this as Halloween? There was that confusion, right? Mm -hmm. 
and then I kind of had to get it in my head that okay, it's it's a it's a different Halloween, but why would they call it Halloween three? Yeah, you know what I mean, like off of one and two with Michael Myers. So that was the confusing thing that pissed off people. I did not care for this movie the first time I the first couple times I saw it. I was just like, oh, I was pissed. Where's Michael Myers? Over time, as I got older and matured. I was able to kind of, oh, separate. Okay, they're veering off, but they're still calling it Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And it's so bad. It's so (laughs) bad, it's good. It is so bad that it's good. And there are moments where you jump in that film with the little stinger music that John Carpenter is so good at. And the story is so over the top, but also at the same time, it's very creepy because it's like, you know, a what if, you know, we get so sold on an item and, and kids are attached to it. They, they want it and the demand is there. And, you know, come Halloween night, they all have their mask on and everyone's going to die. You know what I mean? Kind of by wearing the mask. That's kind of creepy. So anyways, I, 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 I love it. It's a it's a total cult movie. Every horror movie fan practically loves that movie you did not seem so impressed with this movie by your recent hand actions never seen it oh okay never seen it all the way through it's not jesus Jesus is not a big horror movie guy i used to be i used to be i used to love every horror movie that came out man and now i i just except for darkness (laughs) i just didn't see it it wasn't 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 intentional and just missed it so uh, I, I I did love in Halloween uh, Kills that they brought in those three masks. I thought that was a really cool callback to that. That was that was kind of fun. Um, all right, Next uh, up, Mike Obersky. Obersky, yep. Obersky, sorry, sir. You're good. Literally hit the nail on the head because whenever my oldest decides he wants to play this movie, nobody wants to watch this film with him. <laughs> Like, so you you are the father of the one person on the planet who likes this movie. I bought him the DVD because he loves Super Mario Brothers so much, and he will spend this movie probably six or seven times a year. And every time, nobody watches it with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Super Mario Brothers is oh. bad, terrible. Jason, how could you do that? <laughs> he he's he, father of the year award. For buying him such a piece of crap. Don't they have like Super Mario Brother cartoons or something? They do. They do. They do. And my son watches those too. But he, anytime he chooses it for movie night, do he and he gets upset because nobody wants to watch it with them. What do you but watch like, it on VHS? No, it's on regular DVD. You can't even get a Blu-ray of it, I don't think, right now. So or maybe you can now, but you definitely couldn't when I was looking for it. So <laughs> does it even fit the TV screen? Oh, dude, it's bad. It's so bad. Mayor, or I'm sorry, Richardson, have you seen this movie? Do you have opinions on the actual film? I did see the movie, but I only saw it once, and it was like during its kind of opening weekend. I remember I worked at Eastgate, but we did not get it. It opened at Lowe's Cherry Tree, and we were so happy that we didn't get it because it was so (laughs) awful. And I think that's another summer movie that opened in May. If my date person wants to verify and check that. <laughs> Absolutely. And that would ha- have had to have been 19. I'm going to go with 93. It was 93. 
It was 93, and we are looking at May 28th, 1993. Man, if only there was a Star Wars movie. We should do a May release podcast once because I could name a bunch of May summer movies that that were released in May. We we get the kickoff of the summer season. Mm -hmm. Battlefield Earth was May release. The, the the first mummy was a May release. All right. Let us look at my friend uh Danny Stout. She threw out three movies. Uh two out of the three I'll agree with. Uh Cowboys and Aliens is garbage. RIPD is absolute garbage, like beyond terrible. But I am a fan of Predator 2, and I know I'm in the minority on it. You just said you hated a Ryan Reynolds movie. Oh what? crap, I did. Whoa. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I stand by it. That movie was terrible. <laughs> I actually like Cowboys and Aliens. It's not good, no, but I definitely I can't say it's a it's a horrible suckwad of a film. Um, I like certain aspects of it. Daniel Craig is really cool in that role. Um, and overall, it, it's just fine um, as a film. R.I.P.D. Never saw it. Not going to comment on it. Stayed I didn't away. watch that with you. No, you did not. Who did um, I watch that with? And then Predator 2. Love that movie. And it it's might fun. be because, again, it's one of those things that maybe I was the right age when it came out. But I saw it multiple times in the theater. I went to the um, the Cinemark uh, Dollar Theater over Washington on Square. Washington Street yep. at Washington Square. Cinemark 8. And I watched that. Pro- we probably saw that like four times there at least that movie and i still enjoy it it's it's so unplausible (laughs) and ridiculous but but it's still fun for me and i can quote all sorts of things from that movie constantly so i I always am a fan of the end i like when they get underground and find out that the alien or the predator ship has always been under the city and yes i misquoted it as new york city when i commented it is los angeles i stand corrected uh, Richardson, your thoughts on any of these three movies? R.I.P.D. I saw it at the theaters. It was okay. Don't really remember all of it. It's not one I'd buy. Um, but I'm a big fan of Jeff Bridges, though. Okay. Um, Cowboys and Aliens wasn't what I wanted it to be, but I still liked it because it was just different. Okay. But it's really nice to watch. Visually, it's very nice to watch. It's one of those just, you ever just, there are movies that like, it's not like you're into the story really, but like from a visual standpoint, Dune. It's, per, it's pretty. Yeah. And the sound is really good too. So when you got pretty and good sound, you could kind of have a hit script, but like it's still kind of visually captivating. And, totally and, and, and I love me some Daniel Craig. Sure. Um, and Harrison Ford is 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 a cool cat motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like so, <laughs> how could he not like it? And uh, John Favreau is a good director. Yep. Um, oh, I forgot that he did that. Good call. I forgot that. Pre- Predator Two. I just know Danny Glover was in it and I mm-hmm. don't remember it. It's one I'm going to add to the list here and, and watch again. Uh, next up, my friend, Jessica Cooper, 
first of all, uh, her movie came out in 1999, so it's impossible for anybody to hate it. Um, it's a 1999 release. It was obviously oh, give me a clue. Give me a clue. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Give me. Give okay. Me, give me some um, hard clues. One of the actors we were already talking about earlier today. Okay, 1999. That's your year. Okay, go yep, ahead. 1999. Uh, all right. Uh, there are two lead male actors in it. And then the female that's in it was just kind of getting big at this point in time. She had been in other movies, but she was starting to get big. Okay. I so believe two- it was like a November release, if I remember right. Okay, so two prominent males Mm -hmm. and then a female that was just starting to kind of blow up. Yep, and one of the males we just recently, a couple of movies ago, were talking about, like, one, two, three, like five movies ago, we were talking about this male. Do you want me to give you a uh, a release date? Yeah, give 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 him a release date. Christmas, 1999. Oh, it was that late, okay. Okay, Christmas of 99? Yep, yep. Okay, so that would have been a few months before we moved to Greenwood. Um, so Star Wars had already come out that summer. So we get to December of 99, and I need a shit. I need another clue. Um, she won an Oscar. For this movie? She is an Oscar winner. She's an Oscar winner. Um, uh, give him the director. Uh, isn't it? Um, it's a. It's not Ang Lee, is it? No. Who's the director? She, oh, oh, she won. She won a. She won her Oscar the year before this movie came out. She won it early in '99 from a movie that came out '98. A shit in love. Would it be Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Yep. Shakespeare in Love. No, no, no. Shakespeare in Love is uh, what the she movie got her she Oscar won. for. Her Oscar for. Oh, is this someone where she's a flight attendant? No. Nope. Uh, oh, Emma. No. Talented You're... Mr. Ripley. Yeah. You were focusing on what? her. What? Yeah. Uh, my friend Jessica said that the talented Mr. Ripley, uh, the storyline is horrific with a cast. Uh, the acting is abom- ab- abominable. Ab- 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 I can't even pronounce that word. Uh, I don't think I ever finished watching it. Um, so, see, that's another one I'm going to have to write down and go revisit that movie because I've forgotten so much about it. But I just remember it was kind of twisted and fucked up, but I liked it. Yes, it was. It, it's a very dark movie. Uh, it's one that I was actually kind of a big fan of when it came out. And, like, I mean, I bought it on DVD and I watched it quite a bit. I, I, I enjoyed the... Jason, who was the director on it? Why can't I remember who the director Anthony was? Anthony Mangella. Mangala, yep. thank you. Okay. And he did The English Patient. Yeah. Uh, so I was a big fan of it in like 99 and 2000, and then I don't think I've watched it since then. So I don't know how I would think it holds up now, but I know I was a big fan of this movie back then. But of course I was because it came out in 1999. Um, my friend Brian Mazurkowitz uh, threw out the True Grit remake, which I have still not seen. Uh, so I really don't have an opinion or comment on it. Uh, Richardson, have you seen it? Oh my god, it's fantastic! Oh, fantastic! It it's 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 fantastic. Um, and I'm kind of like hit or miss with westerns, but 
I hadn't seen the first, the John Wayne True Grit. Um, but again, I'm such a huge fan of Jeff Bridges. Mm, makes um, sense. And the Coen brothers, I just thought, did a fantastic job with that movie. It was, it was really, really, really good. That's one I'm going to have to put in, too, and watch that again. I own that one. So True Grit. That was a big hit, too. Yeah, I, I never made time to watch it. it I, I'm not a huge Western fan, despite being named after a Western. I've never gotten into them. Uh, so, yeah. And that's uh, Haley Steinfeld's uh, premiere debut, too. Oh, OK. I, and I really don't care for the Coen brothers. So yeah, they've done a few things that I like, but but overall, a lot of their. A lot of their early stuff I liked, and then I, I fell out of love with them around like the the Those man who guys wasn't there. Like, must do some heavy ass weed smoking crack to come up with them scripts, dude. I, I I just I everything I've ever seen. I'm I'm I've never been impressed by a Coen Brothers movie. Well, True Grit uh, is pretty good. Our our, <laughs> our next movie we're going to talk about is is a tough one, and it's no, one it's that not. I I tried to do. You do you hate this movie? I don't hate this movie, but I have no problems with it being on this list. So here's the thing. Like I, I tried to defend it. And then I remembered something that, that was a couple of years ago. Uh, the movie we're talking about is the never ending story. And apparently like, I just have like rose colored glasses with this movie because I remembered loving uh, this film. And then it would have been like four or five years ago. Cause it was before I moved into the house I'm in now. Uh, I, I woke up one Sunday morning and I came out and made breakfast and I sat down and was flipping through the channels and this was on. And I said, oh my God, I haven't watched this for so long. I love this movie. I'm going to watch it. Uh, my wife came out a little while later. And, you know, what are you watching? I said, it's a never ending story. I love this movie. And she was like, mm, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm like, I'll sit down and watch the rest of it with me. <laughs> and when it was over, she was just like, what was so special about that? And I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. The flying like, dog. Yeah, Falcor is cool, but I, I I have to like I loved this movie as a child, but like five years ago when I tried to rewatch it, now as an adult, I just didn't love it the same way that I did. So I think twelve year old me would defend that this is a great movie, um, much in the same way that like you know he would defend Last Action Hero or you know any Jonathan Brandis with sidekicks from back then or Ladybugs or you know. Any of that oh kind God, of stuff. Did you say sidekicks? Yeah, Chuck Norris and <laughs> yeah, dude, sidekicks was fun. Jonathan Brandis like daydreaming that Chuck Norris was his best friend. That movie's uh, awesome. No, I remember that movie. I just have not heard that title. Wasn't that the year. inhaler one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think he so. had asthma and yeah. he couldn't. And they were and he was like, "No, you can do this without asthma, without the inhaler." Yeah. So, so yeah, so. I did try to defend Ever Ending Story as I've been thinking about it and remembering when I showed half of it to my wife. Uh, I, I, I stand a little bit corrected. Uh, Jay's comment was, no, it's just a movie full of whiny characters. I think it is a shitty fantasy tale for people who can't handle the Dark Crystal, which actually had more realistic characters even though they were Muppets. I... I'm okay on the Dark Crystal. Like, I don't love it. I know a lot of people do. I just think it's okay. Uh, I haven't, I wanted to watch the Netflix show, but I haven't. So, like, the Dark Crystal is just okay, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so good. Chris Ward starts huh? our next one. 
I saw this at Glendale four, five, six. Oh, wait, it might've been one, two, three. I can't remember. It was Glendale um, when it, GCC was running it. And it is the worst Star Trek movie I've seen, but I haven't seen the first movie. So I can't speak mm. on that. Star Trek five, the this final is, frontier. This is the God oh, one, right? Is this the final frontier? The quest or the, the, which one is this? Four was the four was the one where they went back. Voyage to home. The voyage home. Uh, yeah, because six is undiscovered country. So this should be the final this frontier. The final voyage or something like that. It's the one that uh, Shatner directed. And that and, his brother. Yeah, it's it's um, the more uh, Spock's brother. And like they find God at the end of the movie or something, right? They're trying to find God. They're yes. trying to find God. And yeah. they end up finding like an entity who needs to get on the starship to travel other places. It, it was a very bad movie. Yeah, I don't I don't I know I've seen it at some point, but I don't remember a lot of it. So I was always a next generation guy. So, you know, once generations started, I mean, and six was cool because you know, uh Worf was also on that one as a different character, Michael Dorn. And then three was fun because it had, you know, Doc Brown in it. But I don't remember five very much. And Jason's face. Worf was in Generations. No, no, no. But I'm talking about Michael Dorn was one of the Klingon uh, lawyers in six. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, He wasn't playing Worf. He was playing a different Klingon character. But it was still Michael Dorn that was in six. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jaber, do you have any opinion on Star Trek Five? Or you? I don't even know if you're a Star Trek fan. I know I like I like Star Trek, but I just I don't remember Five, and I okay. actually I have them all, and I need to throw them in and just kind of watch them back to back one day, you know. So but- Spock's half brother uh, ends up hijacking the Enterprise and convincing everybody that they should go check out and go find God in the middle of this thing. And then they fly there and it's like some floating head thing. And I remember that some alien floating head thing that wants to get on the enterprise so that it can invade other places. It, it was really, really bad. Was anybody famous? Did anybody famous play Spock's brother in that one? It was, um, I can, as soon as I find him, I can, it, Lawrence Luckenbill. Mm, I don't recognize that name. He was in cocktail. Okay. He was a, he was Mr. Mooney in Cocktail. Um, that's the only other movie I see that might have been something. Uh, next up, our buddy Brandon Snow Simpson. Uh, he threw out another fifth film. Go ahead. And he's right. This is yeah. like this. This this is a hated movie for me. This one, and it deserves everything that it gets because I told you to call me dad. Uh, call me dad. I told you to call me dad. I'm your father. I told you to call me dad. Call me your dad. Call, call me dad. I'm your father. Will you please call me dad? Jaybird, can you guess what he's talking about? I am your no, father. I'm sitting there trying to guess because I'm not looking at the list. So call, me, call, hard, me, call me, call me dad. Like, hmm. Die Hard 5. A good day to die hard. This is the oh, one where they go oh, to Russia. Oh. Yeah. John McClane's is- trying to save his son. And literally, people keep running into gunfire like stormtroopers, and it and and things just don't make sense. And oh, it's it's bad. This is this is on Terminator Three level for me. 
Like, yeah, it's a pretty terrible film. Really horrible film. Yeah. Are they doing? They're, are they doing another Die Hard? Let's hope not. I, die. Once upon a time, there was rumors that they were doing a Die Hard prequel that was going to show you a young John McClane, where they were going to have Bruce Willis bookending it by like telling the story or something, but that it was going to be like John McClane as a beat cop when he first started like being in the NYPD. Uh, but no point in that. It's been well, years since like I, a TV show out of that or something that might be entertaining, but yeah, I don't need you, a movie. Where okay, let's say that 20th Century Fox comes to you and they're like, Okay, we gotta do another Die Hard movie. What would the setting be for you guys today? Don't make it. No, you gotta make it. Oh, so what would the what, Sean what McLean the, at a retirement home during Christmas uh, with uh, his grandson coming to visit him and everybody's taken hostage. Timothy Oliphant's son is coming to exact revenge for killing him in the fourth one or whatever one that was. Um. Oh, Timothy Oliphant's son is teaming up with uh, Simon Gruber's son to avenge both of their father's and uncle's deaths previously. So they take hostage retirement home. the retirement home uh, because they, for whatever reason, don't know what John McClane looks like. So they just know that he's there. So they're trying to weed out who John McClane is by threatening to kill all these geriatrics. Um, dude, you know what? The sad part is, is I can hear this pitch being thrown around a stupid ass boardroom. Thinking, I'm thinking we've gotta, like, oh, I'm thinking like either John McClane at an amusement park, Beverly or, Hills Top Three, or like <laughs> a but would do it better. Um, or um, Beverly Hills Cop Three was just bad. <laughs> yeah, um, and everything after Die Hard Three has been bad. No, but I'm just saying, if I'm, I'm saying, kind of like a reboot, like where you know it's kind of like fuck these others, and we're starting over, kind of again. You know what I mean? Like, give me John McClane like, on the ship. On the ship, which could be Speed Two. You know what I mean? Under or siege. Under siege. Under siege. Or, you know, like, what would be the a, a good setting today? Would it be at, like, a, a football stadium? Or... John McClane is cryogenically frozen. He is awoken 100 years in the future where there are magnetic bullet trains going around the world because the world is frozen over. Uh, there's a terrorist trying to take over the magnetic train, so they have to thaw out John McClane, who's on this magnetic train, and it's Simon Phoenix. Interesting. Man, that did not get any reaction. Well, that's a New Line Cinema film and a 20th Century Fox film, so I don't know if we can make If that Sony work. and Marvel can work together, anybody can. All right. Uh, we're... Oh, my God. I, I'm gonna. I don't. I don't really even have comments for any of these movies. I'm going to list off everything that Dave Lichty said to us. If you guys want to talk about any of them, you can. Um, uh, I will say Godzilla 1998 was terrible. Uh, Poltergeist 3, Spy Kids 3, Speed 2, Exorcist 2, The Brothers Grimm is bad, 
the Royal Tenenbaums is actually probably one of the most hated films in my life. Uh, so I will say, I will comment on that. I, I absolutely hate the Royal Tenenbaums. I think it's one of the worst films ever. And I know a lot of people love it, uh, but I absolutely hate it. Bringing Out the Dead, a 1999 film. I can't get behind it being on this list, uh, even though it is a bad movie. Uh, the Reflecting Skin, I have no idea what it is. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead was Nicolas Cage when he was uh, he drove the uh, ambulance. Am- ambulance. Yeah. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a um, um, Oliver Stone Oliver film. Stone. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was at, at uh, Castle and Arts. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, Remo Williams, which I've only seen once and I don't remember hating it, but I just remember it was okay. Uh, I don't know what shock oh. treatment is. I don't know Caligula. I mean, I know what Caligula is, but I've never seen it. Zardoz, I've only ever watched once to see Sean Connery in it. I don't really remember it. Uh, Mimi in St. Louis, I've never seen. And Gigi, the Oscar-winning film, uh, I've never seen. So a lot of the movies he hates, I haven't seen. But the ones I have seen on his list, I will agree that I hate them. I liked... Um, oh, my God, he has so many there. What was the... Yeah. Go back a few. Uh, shock Treatment, Remo Williams. Okay, Remo Re- Williams, I just watched that this summer mm-hmm. on I think it was on Tubi uh for free and I remember that from the 80s I liked Remo Williams it's just kind it's of a fine. fun little fun yeah. little you know adventure type movie and whatnot um and um w- the one towards the beginning again that you had mentioned uh, uh the brothers Grimm the Royal Tenenbaums no that's the one that I hate uh bringing out the dead no uh, speed two we've already talked about earlier I, 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 I have a soft spot for speed two because it's so bad it's good but go ahead poltergeist three exorcist poltergeist three. three that's it poltergeist three poltergeist three is bad. Isn't that the one where she died while they were filming it yes and okay. that takes place in the john hancock building in chicago because her okay. parents send her off to her mom's sister because they couldn't take her anymore and um but the reason why (laughs) poltergeist 3 is so bad but for me i have a special place in my heart for it i did buy uh out of the walmart five dollar bin poltergeist two and three combo blu-ray for five dollars but number three for me is bad but i can sit through and watch it because it holds good memories for me because it reminds me of spending summers in Chicago because I saw it in Chicago during the summer by myself and it just has a special place in my heart for that and the movie can be so bad but it reminds me of Chicago so I like nice. Mayor, anything on this list you want to talk about? Um, Godzilla's bad. It had a couple of good songs on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I'll agree uh, that. Spy Kids 3, the only good redeeming thing about that is that they brought in a special um, digital projector at Clearwater to show off one of the very first digital 3D movies ever mm. to try and convince What's people. What's Dave Lichty doing watching Spy Kids 3? <laughs> Watch it. Uh, they were setting it up at Clearwater so that they could do a an, an exhibition of 3D digital to try and get people in the city to start buying them. Um, so I, I, I don't think the movie's good, but I think it's kind of cool that that was like that. I got to see, uh, I was there as a manager when they did it. So it was one of those, and I was in charge of the booth. So I was there the day that they were doing all of this and setting it up and 
um, it was a pretty big deal for them to come in and set everything up. So I thought that was kind of cool. Everything else on this list, if I have seen it, I can agree that it's fine being here. The Brothers Grimm is literally one of the worst movies I ever had the pleasure of watching or no pleasure in watching. Displeasure. Um, but yeah, they, uh, yeah, I'm good with it. And like Dave, Dave hit the nail on the head with the, some of these easy. Yeah. Was, was Sylvester Stallone in Spike Kids 3? He was. Mm-hmm. That's the one I got in trouble with that movie. So at the time I was working at Greenwood, I was doing you the theater placement. You into multiple places. I was doing the theater placement and I had that in the second largest auditorium, not the biggest. And so that day we had someone from the home office that came to, to visit our theater and they were just, why isn't this in your biggest house? And I'm like, well, it's in the second biggest house. And I just remember Gene's like, get that into the big house. It's like, okay. <laughs> and it was doing really well. You know what I mean? Like we had two screens of it, but one of the screens I had the second biggest and not the biggest. And remember having tried to, figure out how we could flip it you know what i mean like and gene was just flipping out on me you know and i was like <laughs> it's just 60 seats you know what i mean right that's funny uh next up jason l miller who uh is a friend of jason richardson's uh he said all mel brooks movies so and while well. i'm not a big mel brooks fan like i don't really i don't hate any of his movies some are better than others some are funnier and more just, enjoyable mel brooks just has that humor slightly yeah. kind of dry offbeat humor and whatnot and uh, blazing, saddles, blazing saddles is one where like i can't sit down and watch it all the time but like when it you do catch it there's some fucking funny parts in that movie like yeah. and, and 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 like an, another one uh, is uh called to be or not to be with uh Am- Bancroft, his, his wife and I absolutely liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like Spaceballs is, is a cult classic. Mm-hmm. So Mel, and Mel Brooks is still fucking alive, man. He is. And he's talking he about doing History of the World Part 2. A, a male and being that old, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't agree with Mr. Miller on, on uh, all Mel Brooks movies. Uh, yeah. And then our, our, our last thing that we can address real quick, uh, my old roommate, Lindsay, she uh, is attempting to predict the future because she claims that uh, the Roadhouse reboot that was recently announced starring Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, wow, uh, is, is going to be one that she's gonna, she says, I'm going to go ahead and say the Roadhouse remake, even though it's not even in production yet, did they not learn from Point Break, which is factual. Um, I won't say that I walked out of Point Break. Uh, I walked into Point Break and was not impressed with the few minutes that I saw. So I have never had any interest in watching the whole thing. My thing is, why don't they just do a movie that's like Roadhouse, but not call it Roadhouse? Exactly. You mean like make Point Break with cars and call it Fast and the Furious? Yep. <laughs> like, like make Roadhouse pretty much the exact same movie and just call it like the lake house instead i don't care like yes i totally agree didn't they remake roadhouse with with the rock at one point what there was it no no? like walking tall oh walking tall is what i'm thinking of yeah 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 but like what why call like call it bouncer or something because he was a bouncer yep bouncer bouncer i'm I'm 100 in on on bouncer like yeah 
calling but it you don't, that, you don't get that instant reaction from the moviegoer that goes i love the first roadhouse right i need to go see this roadhouse well i mean like but but here's the thing that roadhouse is kind of a cult classic yep absolutely roadhouse is is developed in the cult classic and so when you think roadhouse it's like that's patrick swayze man Mm -hmm. that is that's not anyone else that's patrick swayze yeah like you know, so anyways, it's a bad idea. It's is it it's, like hasn't there been a rumor of a, a big trouble in Little China reboot coming they're, up? They're not talking about a reboot now. Oh, now, okay. now I I I've got a soft spot for The Rock, and I've always said that every time I've watched I've been on this show. And The Rock is supposed to make a quasi sequel to oh, okay. Big Trouble in Little China. It's supposed to like take place in the same un- like same world, and, oh, it's, okay. and it and it's they hinted that he might end up being like um, Jack Burton's son. Oh, um, God. okay, or something. I'm fine with it. You're doing the same thing with Ghostbusters. Like, if you can give me a good story, yeah. and he happens to be the son, and there's a reason why he's getting pulled into this again because it's his son. I'm okay with it. Like, give me something good. So then uh, Kurt Russell's girl, he gets pregnant, but it'd be black as night. <laughs> yeah. Cause All like, right. Well, that has been, that's been a fun list of movies to talk about today. Uh, some good, some worse, some bad, some terrible. Uh, it's been awesome to hear you guys' opinions on everything. Jason Richardson, as always, thank you for being on here. Really enjoy uh, your commentary and positive attitude towards movies, whereas uh, Jason and I are a little more bitter and hateful towards things. Uh, so it was a pleasure to have you. You hate some stuff very much. <laughs> you do. You I you do have hatred some for something. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, Jason, Mayor and I are going to talk a little bit more later and flat out the rest of the year and see how many episodes we do. We did 24 episodes, 24, 25 episodes last year. Uh, we've already done 30 episodes this year. So uh, we'll see if we squeeze in one or two more before the end of the year with the holidays and everything coming up. Uh, not sure how our schedules are going to work out, but um, we'll at least find something to do to wrap up 2021 uh, before the end of the year. Uh, You're so listening anyway. to this. Go see movies in the movie theater. Don't be like Shane and watch a big old movie that should be seen on a big screen in the awesomeness of a dark theater eating your popcorn. Don't watch something silly like, don't watch something awesome that should be a spectacle like Bond on your 70-inch TV at home. Did you see my response to you the other day? I I did, and I ignored it. I ignored both of you when you commented on it. Yeah, I ignored everything. What? So, first of all, Bond, not a super big mega experience that I have to see on a big screen. Ever since Goldeneye, I have not been impressed with a Bond movie in the theater. Uh, None. None of them. Wait a second. Didn't you just go see a musical called Tick, Tick, Boom or something last week? Yeah, I did. That was something I wanted to see. You made time to go see that in the movie theater, but you didn't go see James Bond on the big screen? Correct. Bro, and like, I'm sorry, like, I'm not trying to sound like Tim Pendleton here, but a three hour movie is not enticing to me. Like, I got burned by spending well, you three hours go somewhere in, with Dude, a recliner I, in that case. No, I got I got burned with the Eternals, man. Like, I spent three hours in the movie theater and I was pretty bored for most of the movie. Like, OK, so you went to go see the Eternals and not James Bond in the correct. Yep. Oh, Shane, you are yep. fired. <laughs> 
Hey man, I it love is movies. I I do love movies. Shane love movies. No, you don't love movies if you're watching James Bond on your screen at home, where you were probably just sitting there scrolling through your phone anyway. No, I honestly wasn't. I purposely made sure that I was just watching the movie. Uh, and I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was overall. It's my second favorite Daniel Craig movie. Uh, I still had a lot of issues with it. Um, I still think it, I still think James Bond has no idea how to do villains anymore. I think all four, the last four after Casino Royale, the last four Bond villains have been miserably terrible. I, I don't think they're well written. I think it's all built up to you their, didn't like Javier Bardem. You no, know, he was one of the worst. Like you literally built him up through the whole movie and then gave me uh, one terrible scene of them face to face. And then you gave me home alone. Like, no, it is. I was not a fan of his at all. Yeah. I'm right I, there with and that, my, this is by far. This was my second favorite Bond movie uh, with Daniel Craig. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. A lot more than I was expecting to, honestly. Oh, and of course I they brought the kid in. The last three. They brought the kid in, in in the third act to make sure that she was in trouble. So, well, yeah. well, it's it's his kid though, and like you're kind of Why fucked you up the idea that James Bond has a kid. You know what I mean? Hashtag I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's, if they haven't seen it yet, fuck them. I mean, shit. It's been almost two months since that movie's come out and whatnot. But I will say though that I saw it twice. The further I get away from it, I still respect and love the movie. But man, it was so character driven that there was like very little action in that movie. I yep. will totally there agree. There was very little action in that movie. Yeah. I'm like, where was the fucking James Bond? In? But I'm yeah. like, you know, it, it made sense in, in, a, in, in a sense that made sense because of where they took it to at the, at the end, you know, like, but I'm yeah. like, where's the, like, a movie is almost three hours long. Where's the fucking action at? 100% agree. And that's why I was happy where I watched it at. Um, all right. No, so, no, 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 no. <laughs> you are, you put yourself up on this mantle as this movie guy, support movie theaters and whatnot. And cool. you don't I'll, take myself, I'll take myself off that mantle. I'm, I'm, I'm taking myself off that mantle now. I'm a guy who just wants to watch stuff wherever I want to watch it at. If I want to go to the movie theater and spend my time there, I will. But something like Bond, I was not interested in a three-hour viewing of that out in public. But you went to go see The Eternals. Uh, I did. It's a Marvel movie. It's different. I was interested in it, and I was severely let down in it. Oh, my God, Shane. Yeah, man. All right. Times are changing, my brother. Uh, So, Jason, have yourself uh, a good rest of 2021. Um, I'm thinking uh, early 2022, we're going to try to do the, uh, the trivia episode, which you have to be on. So... What's the uh, trivia episode? Oh, uh, we're gonna have you, Troy Myers, and our friend Evan. Uh, all three of you on here doing trivia against each other. Oh so, my god! Yeah, okay. it's gonna be fun. All right, so you guys have yourself a great night. Thank you guys for being on here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will drop something else uh, at some point in 2021. <laughs>